Here we go, brownies. Here we go. Here we go, brownies. Here we go. Yeah, this for my dogs from the east to the west side. Rock it brown and orange with me, baby. Let's ride. Represent the land, let them know. Tell them, here we go, brownies. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of the Here We Go Brownies podcast. I'm Allie Heisong, coming to you live from Sneeds Ferry, North Carolina. And join with me, as always, at beautiful Boise, Idaho, we've got Dustin. Uh, and your Cleveland Browns are headed to the playoffs. Dustin, how you doing? I'm, I'm feeling great. Okay, well, Allie, I got to tell you, you need to experience this sometime in your life. And you're younger than me, so you will probably be able to get to do this. Um, but to be in that stadium Thursday night, with the lights and Nick Chubb putting the Batman uh, mask on, slamming the guitar. I don't think it could have been more electric. And you got to remember 2020 with the COVID season, the fans, all the fans couldn't be there. Let yeah. me just tell you, Allie, nobody, and I mean this, unless it was a medical emergency, nobody left that stadium. And they stayed till the very end, even though at one point, you know, it's clearly uh, not in doubt anymore in this football game. And to hear those fans chant, and then, Allie, this was the best part, as we're leaving the stadium, until I get back to our friends at K&D's property downtown Cleveland, you know what I was hearing for an hour and a half to two hours after the game in the streets of Cleveland? Here we I would go, imagine brownies. barking, yes. Well, here we go, brownies, here we go, woof, woof, right at the end. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, they're just chanting, here we go, brownies, for like two hours on the streets. Yeah. It was electric. It was fun. Um I, I'm still on a high. I mean, I'm still on a high. I mean, this was such a great moment for the city. We know this is a football town. The fans were excited. The Joe Thomas event was great that we went to uh, prior to that on Thursday, having him uh, serve Crown Royal and then being a bartender. That was great. He was enjoying <laughs> that. Um, but he did tell me this. He's excited to actually, if you can imagine this or not, Ali, and you probably already understand this. He is now in Germany. He is over there. He's yeah. going to be coaching over in Germany. And he was excited for the opportunity to not have so much craziness because now he's in another country and he can't commit to all these different things. Right. He was like, actually, if you can believe it or not, I'm going to get a break going to Germany with my family for those days. And what was really cool, um, as you know, Jim Donovan and our friend, Nathan Zagura, those two guys were on set doing the show. He yeah. was with Westward one radio doing the national radio right next door in the booth to those guys that night, which was super cool that he was doing that and then uh, heading off to uh, Germany. So it was pretty cool excitement. The city's still um, feeling it. Um, I'm sure you probably felt that a little bit, even being home at Christmas. There, there was a buzz yeah. that these Browns are here and I think they're going to stay for a while <laughs> going into the playoffs. It's, it's just remarkable. And real quick, before we even get into it, you mentioned our friends over at KD Property Group. Let's give them a quick shout out, guys. Whether it's sophisticated suburban living, luxury downtown digs, or senior housing, KD, the largest property management company in Northeast Ohio, they have the perfect home for everyone. KD is your one stop shop for housing in the region with apartments and amenities, including residential, commercial, retail, and also corporate housing. Find your dream home at KD. Visit KD.com to get started. That's the letter K, the word and the letter D.com. Um, First off, it is just remarkable in and of itself, Dustin, that the Cleveland Browns are 11 and 5 on the season. It is remarkable given everything that has taken place over the course of the season, the injuries, the adversity. I mean, season ending just 
chaos, right? This is an, an insane team. And the, the infrastructure that was put in place, and we've got to get, give credit to the leadership, mm-hmm. the coaching staff, the front office to put in that that sense of winning that the, the, the Browns haven't had since before I was born, Dustin, um, to be able to kind of yeah. lean into that adversity, embrace the adversity. I mean, friend of the program a few years ago, Porter, Porter Gustin, if you remember him, he said one of Kevin Stefanski's famous quotes is <laughs> embrace the suck. And that <laughs> has really resonated with me this season um, because you can see the Browns players have bought it and it is yeah. evident. We've said every single show, next man up, next man up. Well, can the Browns overcome this next man up? And the answer is yes. And before we even take a look at the playoffs and what this means and what it means for the team and what we can expect in terms of the playoffs, we need to acknowledge that this team, no matter what's going to happen, is going to come away with uh, double-digit wins, a winning record, and, of course, a postseason run. Um, That is just truly remarkable. Go on. Well, I I mean, we can even go a step further. Um, since and, and let's just use this uh, since the restructuring of the whole um, 99 with the new Browns coming back. This is only the third time, Allie, in 24 years, three times in 24 years now that the Cleveland Browns have made the postseason and, and punched their ticket for the postseason. So is this city is this city uh, had to deal with a lot of losing? Yeah. Has this city had to deal with a lot of adversity? Yes, they've had to deal with a lot of that. And I got to tell you, it was interesting. This time around, this team almost had a different feel to it on the field and just the way this team's moxie is. It's like they expect to win now. It wasn't like, oh, my gosh, in 2020, we made the playoffs, and oh, my gosh, all that relief is gone. That pressure is gone. This is a team that's like, no, not only do we think we deserve to be in the playoffs, we're not even clearly close to being done in our mind, which, by the way, that's a scary football team to go up against. And the fact that Joe Flacco has come out of nowhere, and I mean out of nowhere, and put up four games of plus 300 yards passing yeah. is is incredible. And the fact that this, you know, he said this locker room is tight. I can tell these guys are all rallying around each other. And the fact that they embraced him to come in, right, an outsider that had never been with the Browns. And. It Not just funny. an outsider, I, a, a, an, an enemy right. <laughs> in Joe Flacco, a former well, enemy. Right. And so here's what's even crazy. And, and here's the crazy thing where I don't think it mattered as much. And I think you'll see this as a really interesting perspective. Those players in that locker room don't have the animosity towards the Ravens as the fans do. And, I'll, and let yes. me get into that. Correct. And what was interesting is he's like, I think some of these guys sometimes look at me as dad. Like when he's walking around in the locker room, he said, you know, if I would have made a mistake in high school, I could have been these kids' dad. Like that was funny. That's an all-time quote, by the way. That is an yeah. all-timer. That's so funny. <laughs> so, I mean, but it's true. Here's a guy that's going to turn 39 in January, and yeah. he is beating the internal clock of youth, right? Because he feels good. We saw him running around in that game, throwing to Ford and getting Ford open in that end zone was crazy enough in that sense. But I just think this team has rallied around him. And here's what I think is interesting. This team is playing with house money, in my in my opinion. And what I mean by house money, Allie, this team wasn't expected to be here with these injuries, nor were they thinking they were going to be able to get a quarterback of Super Bowl caliber and playoff caliber to mm-hmm. come in and basically ride the ship, right? And, and here's what I think. Here's a guy that hasn't been banged up all year, right? He comes in for the last four or five games. He hasn't been through a, a season of injuries. 
Yeah. I think I, I don't want to face Joe Flacco in the playoffs because guess what? There isn't anything Joe Flacco hasn't seen in the playoffs. Correct. Or in his career, right? Like mm-hmm. he's seen every defense. He's seen every team he's, probably. He he practiced his entire career against Ray Lewis. I mean, it doesn't get any more difficult yes, than that. Yes. <laughs> well, Allie, so here's the thing that I heard, and I think there's some facts behind this, and I think you'll find this interesting. What I heard, now this is just hearsay, but I believe it is true. When they brought him in for the tryout, yeah. he had the scout team. Now think about that. It's the scout team, right? He threw four touchdowns on our number one defense. And I think that was maybe some eye-opening for the organization. Like, okay, he still got it, right? Like he still, he's still got this, right? Yeah. And so anyway, it's been electric in the city. Um, it was cool to go see Doug Deacon down and. Allie, let me ask you this. Here's a quick trivia. Do you know where Hartville, Ohio is? I do. Yeah, that's where the yeah. flea market is. Yeah, yeah Hartville so I flea went market. To the, so, yeah. so, Allie, I had never. Of course, I know where Hartville is. Okay, well, I had never experienced the Hartville flea market. Guess who Heck did yeah. this weekend or last weekend? I did. Oh, well, that's a great uh, place. But, but Denzel Ward was down there, um, and uh, Doug Deacon were doing some signings down there. So it was really cool to yeah. see those guys. Um, and boy, you, you can just feel the buzz. Like you could feel in that building. Just mm-hmm. the city and all that, but I'm talking a lot, so I'm going to let you take it away on some of your perspective. I, I want to go ahead. Just you, you talk about perspective, right? And how the Browns expect to win. And we've talked about organizations like it pains me to say this, like the Steelers and the Ravens, that just have that winning culture instilled in them, right? They just expect to win every single time that they're on the field, even when the odds are stacked against them. And it's nice to see that kind of shift for the Cleveland Browns, not only for the players on the field, the front office, but also for the fans, for us fans to believe entirely in this team, even though we are three, four guys deep on the depth chart in some positions to be able to go out there and do it. We are, we are all bought in to this team. This is the most exciting team that I have ever watched um, as a Browns fan. But I yeah. want to talk about our friend Linda. She's, she brings up a point here that I want, to, I want to elaborate on. What a feeling to not have to be waiting to see the outcome of, the week, <laughs> of this weekend's games. Because here's the thing. Let's just say that the Cleveland Browns would have lost to um, Houston or, or Jacksonville or, or one of Chicago. Those games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this past weekend, it really would have been important. Um, there would have been some games that we had to pay attention to in terms of seeding right. or even getting into the playoffs. It really would have mattered. And by the way, it's a good thing that the Browns are in because none of those games outside of the Chiefs beating the Bengals have gone in the Browns' direction, would have gone in the Browns' favor. So that is true. Thank God for the first time in, you know, since we've been doing this podcast, Dustin, we didn't have to rely on other teams to get the Browns to the playoffs. The Browns just had to rely on themselves, embrace the suck, and do it themselves to get into the playoffs. So I think that's. That's well, awesome. Uh, Paul says, we want Aiden. Uh, just wait. We got him coming on here in a little bit. <laughs> so here's a, here's a great point, Allie. So, you know, you think about it. This is a team that's won seven of their last nine games. Think about it. This team's yeah. hot. This team's hot. Now, we all know that uh, Driscoll's going to start this weekend at Cincinnati. Yes. We may or may not win the game. I don't care. I don't think that takes away any of the um, – any of the momentum for say uh, the Ravens are going to rest players. All these people are going to rest players. We can't, we, the, I look at it this way. The risk versus reward is obvious, right? You risk yeah. putting some of those star players out there. The reward is <laughs> nothing. You're the fifth seed. You can't go anywhere, right? You're going to play Jacksonville or Indianapolis, or I think those are the kind of the two main factors of who we would probably mm-hmm. play. It ain't going to matter, right? It ain't going to matter. You're on the road no matter what, and you're going to go to one of those cities. And by the way, if you win that game, 
Are you ready for some made-for-television drama? Joe Flacco returning to Baltimore against Lamar Jackson. It doesn't get any crazier than that if you're writing no, this certainly story. Doesn't. If you write this story season and where we're at. But at the end of the day, this you, Al, you bring up a good point. I went to a couple of those losing games this year, and I, and I got to, and thank God I got to finally watch a winning game on Thursday night when I was in Cleveland. I was like, finally, I get to watch the Browns win. But <laughs> this team is just tight. They are tight, Allie. Like, they they play with such resolve. Like, and I think we saw that with the Baltimore game uh, where they were down by 14, and the Dallas, or the, excuse me, the the Bears game got a little edgy there for a while but they still came through like this, this team has got Teflon. I've used that word. They're kind of like Teflon. They just, no matter what hits them, they're like, okay, what, 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 what else you got? Cause yeah. we, we've, we've started five quarterbacks this year and you know, we've got 20 some guys on the engine. Like what else can you throw at us? You can't like, and this is also a team. Let's not forget guys. This is a team that has also beat the two number one seeds in the national football league. We've beat, the Niners, we've yeah. beat the Ravens. This team is resilient. Like they have beat some really great teams and I'm excited for the playoffs. I, you know, mm -hmm. I'm really excited to see where this team goes out and Hey, wouldn't that be nice if uh, Vegas called our number? Um, and here, here's the crazy thing. What happens if, if, if Vegas called our number and Detroit was on the other side, I think you could not write a better story for the national football league to take two you know, old school teams that have never been to a Super Bowl, let alone, yeah. you, you know, I mean, that would be fun. I think, I think it would be made now. Here's where the NFL would, or people would complain like, oh, the viewing audience isn't going to be that much, whatever. It's still the Super Bowl. People watch the commercials. They're still going to watch. Um, I know those are, you know, Detroit and Cleveland. They aren't like, you know, the sexy teams that everybody wants to watch in the Super Bowl, but guess what? Maybe it is our turn. Maybe, Maybe it, it is. is. Um, guys, if you're wondering what you should have for dinner, the answer for you is Angelo's Pizza. Head on over to Lakewood to get your hands on the best pizza in all of Northeast Ohio. Angelo's just does it right. They start out with a buttery crust, and they do double-layer toppings. It's great in the restaurant, at home, and even just as great the following day. And while we're at it, we want to tell you about what we've got going on in March uh, with our friends over at Seaside Events. Here is a quick word from them. Give me one second here. Hey there, Browns fans, pack your bags for the ultimate dog pound at sea party on the amazing Independence of the Seas in March of 2024 as we embark on a five-day all-inclusive Caribbean cruise. Spend time with your favorite Browns alumni like Josh Cripps, Eric Metcalf, Webster Slaughter, and many more. Presented by Seaside Events. Cabins are selling fast, so book yours now. Visit BrownsFanCruise.com or call 216-284-6472 today. All right, with that, let's go ahead and bring on Dr. David Ullery for the Medical Minute. David, what is going on? Thanks for joining us. Uh, you are muted. <laughs> there you Sorry about that. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, guys. <laughs> What's going on? I like your hat. You're looking great. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's a, it's a great hat. So, David, this has been tough because, and this is a good thing, that we don't have a lot of injuries to talk about. That is a good thing, especially going into postseason. A couple of things I want to run by you, uh, and I want to start with kind of the, the more difficult one. Uh, we saw it on Thursday night um, against the Jets. Uh, Elijah Moore goes down with a scary 
head injury. Uh, we all saw him there on the field with the twitching convulsions, mm -hmm. whatever, whatever they were. Uh, I want to turn it over to you. I know that there was a ton of speculation on Twitter, what was going on. Um, he spent the night in the hospital. Uh, I'd like to just kind of turn it over to you. If you can paint the picture of, and really kind of describe it to us listeners really, uh, that don't know anything about what's going on in the medical field. You know, what was that, um, recovery time, just, just everything about what, what Elijah went through. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it absolutely was obviously a scary scene to see that for any player or anybody in general. Um, anytime you see a normal movement of the extremities like that, you definitely think it might be more of a more serious injury or more concerning. And obviously spending the night in the hospital was certainly precautionary. Um, at the end of the day, um, there was no evidence of neurological structural damage that is, um, at least at this point, going to be um, an ongoing problem. But I mean, either way, it's obviously suffered a concussion. And so um, there is a lot of speculation. And truthfully, there's a lot of unknown um, things about this, even in the medical world. I mean, there's a lot of unanswered questions in terms of exactly what happened. Um, you know, I think there's an important distinction to make, though. So a lot of people are saying this looked like a seizure or epileptic activity. But I think um, there are some studies out there that show this is more they just call it convulsions. And there's a difference between mm -hmm. convulsions and seizures um, because there um, is evidence and there's studies that show injuries like this where athletes sustain a concussion and had these immediate convulsions afterwards. Um, people have done MRIs and EEGs, brain studies on them, and have seen no structural damage. And so mm. um, the pathway for a, con a concussive convulsion occurring is different than how seizures occur. Um, there's a study in 70... There are 70 cases of uh, concussions with convulsions in Australian rules football and rugby players. Um, and in this study, they looked at um, those players and what happened, and they studied them and followed them afterwards. And like I said, they all underwent EEGs and MRIs, and all of them were normal except for one player. And a week later, his was normal as well. And mm -hmm. all of those athletes were able to return to full sporting activities, and none experienced recurrent convulsions, and none went on to have any sort of seizure disorder. And so the way that these occur is different than how seizures occur. And um, really patients who have these can, for the most part, be expected to have um, a safe recovery and a pretty benign course of action. Now, um, there was um, some tweets going around that uh, specifically Dr. Bennett Omalu, who said um, Elijah Moore should retire. And the significance of that, Bennett Omalu is actually the guy who uh, discovered and trademarked, not trademarked, but um, described CTE. Um, he is the famous um, pathologist who uh, conducted the um, the uh, study on Pittsburgh Steelers, Pittsburgh Steelers, sorry, Mike Webster, um, yeah. when he conducted mm. his aut autopsy. And he is the one who essentially coined the term CTE or, or chronic, tr chronic traumatic encephalopathy. And so he advocated for Elijah Moore to retire. Um, he said that's what he would tell him if he was, he, if he was in his shoes. Um, and I, I think that's that can be a little dramatic, um, especially because some studies, what we know now is that this isn't necessarily a reflection of traumatic or structural brain injury. Certainly it is traumatic, but it, there are no structural imaging um, findings that say that this is something where someone has to retire. Um, really, he just falls right into the protocol like anybody else with a concussion. And so, I mean, as we've experienced with someone like Denzel Ward, certainly a player who has a concussion, it seems like they're more prone to have some um, down the road, but I don't think it necessarily means he has to retire. Certainly that's a personal decision. And yeah. um, I don't think going back out on the field after he clears the standard concussion protocol is going to um, put him in any sort of life-threatening position. You know, David, what I thought was interesting, you and I were talking about this before we went on the air, was that those movements, those convulsions can happen to somebody even with a mild concussion. Mm -hmm. 
Like, yeah, it's scary. It, it, yeah, and there's there's things that they've shown that convulsions don't don't necessarily correlate to severity of injury as well. And so mm -hmm. certainly um, they can happen with even less severe or more benign appearing injuries. Um, and another study just kind of touching on that involving more Australian football players found that um, even more subtle motor manifestations like tonic posturing without the clonic movement. So they get tense, but they aren't doing what Elijah was doing with his arms like this. Um, those occur in almost 25% of all sports related concussions. And so really see those on the field because, and if you notice, I mean, you do see when you know a player got hit in the head and they had a concussion, a lot of times you see them tense up. Um, mm -hmm. And that's not, that's, that's involuntary. They're not doing that to protect themselves. That right. is a sign of a concussion and an injury. And mm -hmm. so the Australian rule, the Australian football study showed that even up to a quarter of all players who have a concussion experience that. And again, it, that doesn't necessarily correlate to severity of the injury. And so even though it seems like his was quite severe because he stayed the night in the hospital, I think most of that was precautionary just because we don't see the type of activity that he had after every concussion. And so, um, it, it, I mean, it, it would be devastating if they did not keep him in the hospital overnight and something worse happened. Mm -hmm. um, but ultimately, it was precautionary. He returned home the next day and it, he practiced today. And so he is certainly in the protocol, but clearing each step and making his way back towards a full recovery. And so I anticipate that he will be back to play. Um, and so um, it, it is uh, either way, it's as we've talked about on the show, I don't know, even three weeks ago, um, it can be a controversial topic and there's a lot that we still don't know about it. Um, and there may be very micro. Um, structural damages, but at least on overall MRI studies and kind of brainwave studies, there doesn't appear to be a correlation of structural damage with this immediate post-concussion convulsion. You, you know, the, the, as you were talking, David, and I was listening to that, it almost, I mean, you think about the body, the brain, we're all made up of nerves and neurologicalness, right? In, in that sense, I don't know if that's even a word, but I, guess, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I'm going to start using it in my practice. Neurologicalness. <laughs> well, in all seriousness, you know, I'm thinking if if your brain is altered, right, where you're you have a, like a concussion, and that's connected to your neurological system, right? Mm -hmm. That could cause convulsions, right? Like your body is kind of a little out of control and that could cause a convulsion. I mean, that would make natural sense that your brain's not communicating to the rest of your body. So it may go into some kind of, you know, shock almost. Right. Yeah. So, and, and, and that's, that's what I was. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, you're absolutely right. And that's sort of what they speculated in that study. They called it a functional decerebration and essentially decerebration is the removal of the cerebrum from the rest of the body. And so oh, obviously in his instance, it wasn't actually structurally removed, but it's a functional decerebration in the sense that the impact caused a lot of abnormal activity within the brain and a lot of um, uh, electrolyte sort of transmission that normally doesn't happen. And so that causes that that tonic and clonic and myotonic response. And so, I mean, you're, you're, you're exactly right. Um, the brain controls everything. And so it communicates to the rest of the body. And when that communication right. is off, things like this can happen. I'm uh, just kind of turning the page here uh, to Okoronkwo. Um, we saw today that he's back to practice. He's cleared to practice, um, obviously limited. Uh, but he went out several weeks ago, David, with uh, a pectoral injury. And I think at that time, it was kind of coming off of a lot of just news of, of season-ending injuries left and right. right. And we figured, oh, Okoronkwo's out too. Um, and I think a lot of people just assumed it was going to be a season-ending injury, season-ending surgery, something like that. I think we even talked about it on this on this show a few weeks ago. Um, but 
he received like 5,000 second opinions or just 5,000 yep. opinions. Um, and now he's back to practice. Can we just speak to that a little bit and, you know, maybe what that injury may look like and if we expect to see him to play or if this is just him getting involved some more? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think um... – like you alluded to, we all anticipate that this was a season-ending injury. We've heard plenty of times before a pectoral injury or a pectoralis major tendon rupture is a injury that requires surgery almost unanimously. And, I mean, just for, an, for a relevant example, at least for me, it would be C.J. Gardner-Johnson. He tore his in week one or two, had surgery, and now he's back to practice now. So, I mean, it's not yeah. a quick recovery after the surgery. It's, it's a two-and-a-half, three-month recovery. And so I don't think him returning to practice today is – just a, a sign of him wanting to be involved. If this was something where he was going to have surgery and it, was ended, it would end his season, he would have had that surgery. I think this is more or less, I think it's a combination of things. Like you said, it was kind of after we had the flurry of season ending injuries for the Browns. And so he probably in his mind was like, I got to do something. I got to be there for my guys. I got to be there for my team. If there's any way I can avoid surgery right now, I'm going to do it. Um, and on top of that, I think um, it's remarkable. Uh, I mean, your, your pec major is a very large muscle and it controls a lot of movement and strength in your arm. And so, I mean, it would take, obviously a, an, a professional athlete to be able to play through right. an injury like that. And obviously he hasn't played through it the whole time. He's had time off. He's kind of adapted sure. and he's gone through some therapy to one, reduce pain and inflammation and two, find other ways, whether it's bracing, taping, um, splinting, anything to sort of um, modify so he can get back in the game. And so I think the him practicing today is definitely a sign of his anticipation or attempt to return. Now, obviously practice um, doesn't always equate to gameplay, but it's the closest thing you can get. And so it's the first step in getting back to a game, but I would definitely would not expect to see him this week against the Bengals. Um, if anything, he's trying to get back for the, the wild card round. And I think that that's totally realistic. And then I would anticipate when the season is over, you'll um, get it. We'll get a headline that he had, he will have surgery or he had surgery after the season ends. Um, I know in my practice that, you know, we can treat injuries like this, a pec, a pec injury, a biceps injury. Those things can be treated even chronically. Uh, obviously, it's more advantageous to fix them immediately. Um, it's fresher. The muscle is a little bit more pliable and forgiving. But these are big muscle groups that are also forgiving in the sense that muscles do have memory and they will stretch back out. And so if he gets a little bit of um, contraction and tightening of that muscle and tendon, um, there's ways to release that and fix that. And so even having surgery two or three months after the injury He'll, be, he'll still be able to expect a good outcome and a good recovery. And so I think um, in talking with the team doctors and all the opinions he got, he ultimately made the decision that he wants to be there for the team. And he feels like that even with a torn pack, he can contribute um, and be uh, a good player for this team on their playoff run. And so, <laughs> I mean, the other thing is we don't know the exact details of his MRI results. Um, I would imagine it's a full tear, but I mean, it could be a partial tear that does still require surgery, but is it as severe as a full tear? And those details are never revealed. And so it's hard to know for sure. But either way, I would not be surprised if he ends up having surgery once the season is <laughs> in fact over. Quick question, quick question real quick um, on that. So if you do come back to practice, is there some kind of protective thing that he can wear in the chest area until, because I mean, you're moving, right? You're a line guy. You're like, is there something you can wear to not, make it worse like you know like in that situation yeah i mean I, I i'm not entirely sure not entirely familiar just because these are these are standard is to fix these acutely and so right. it's not like a shoulder instability where he's wearing a, a brace like baker did on his arm to prevent the shoulder from dislocating um and so i think um he's probably just easing into it and there may not really be any bracing that's going to support it or protect it and it's just mm. a matter of whether he can tolerate it and whether he can protect himself and be strong enough in those positions to make plays and not be injured further. Now, again, if it's completely torn, 
he's not really going to injure that muscle or tendon anymore. It's our, the damage is already done. Um, but not having that major muscle group available and being able to use could potentially put him at risk for injuring other structures. Right. Makes sense. I can't imagine that feels good. I cannot imagine <laughs> that would be pleasant. Um, David, I'll get you out of here on this one. Um, look, we know that the Browns have made the playoffs. We are celebrating. That's awesome. Um, but with that going uh, to Cincinnati this uh, this upcoming weekend, we can anticipate a lot of players are probably not going to play a lot of starters. I mean, it's already been announced. Joe Flacco's not playing. You've got Jeff Driscoll in. Um, so I think we can all anticipate that a lot of these starters will be sitting or resting or choosing to rest. Um, can you just kind of speak to what that might look like? What are some of the recovery methods that they may be going through um, on a day to day? Just, you know, just in terms of rest and recovery uh, as we look ahead to the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot of the the treatment and rehab they're going to be getting now will be the same, even if they were anticipating playing, um, just because they still need to be game ready and they still need to be um, at that level of um, mobility and athleticism to be ready to play the following week. Um, certainly a lot of the, the modalities and the things that they'll include would be, you know, cryotherapy. So whether it's ice baths or it's compressed mm. compression with ice or just, you know, straight up ice packs. Um, I think sure. that those will be a daily part of the regimen as well as heat, um, whether it's a sauna um, or, or a hot tub um, or heating pads. Um, ultrasound is also used frequently, especially for, especially for more muscular injuries. And so if anyone's dealing with a partial muscle strain, um, they'll definitely be getting some ultrasound therapy. Um, and uh, beyond that, just stretching mobility and staying active. Um, at the end of the day, um, we talked about it a little bit earlier tonight. Um, you know, these players, there's, there's a battle between taking the time off so that you don't get injured and being able to recover, but also getting rusty from taking a week off because there are, you know, evidence or there's instances where taking a week off and you don't come back as sharp or as quick and your timing is off or things like that. But at the end of the day, I mean, you know, between the coaches and the training staff and the players, they'll make the decision that's right for each player um, in, in order to protect them as they, as they try to make a, a playoff run here. And so um, a lot of their rehab will be the same as it is, even if they were anticipating playing, it's just nice to have another week off and not go through that, traumatic experience of playing a football game. So hopefully any lingering inflammation, um, swelling, things like that can um, reduce it. And uh, to answer your question, George, swimming absolutely can help recovery. Um, it certainly depends on what um, specific injury we're talking about, but it's a non-impact um, physical activity. And so there's very, very little stress and strain on the joints and the muscles. And so swimming is a, a really wonderful tool for rehab and recovery. And a lot of athletes use the pool um, in their recovery. Just one for, you know, cardiovascular fitness. Um, mm. it, it, it's great for getting in shape. And again, it has such little strain and impact on the rest of the body and the joints that it is very beneficial for athletes in all phases of training and recovery. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Well, there you have it. Thankfully, we didn't have a ton of ton to talk about tonight. And that's a good thing. David, thanks for joining us. Uh, this was the medical minute. And it was brought to you by our friends over at Lorello Vineyards, a quick uh, word from them here in just a moment. But David, thanks for joining us. Go Browns. Thanks, David. Thank you. Go Browns. Go Browns. Oh, Browns. Again, that was Dr. David Ullery. He's an orthopedic surgeon. Uh, and that interview was brought to you by Lorello Vineyards. Here's a quick word from them. started Lorello Vineyards over 21 years ago. We're a small cantina nestled in the Grand River Valley in Geneva, Ohio. Our winery consists of two beautiful tasting rooms, and we have two rooms that can transform into party rooms inside. 
Our menu here at Lorello's is home cooking. We have wood-fired Tuscan pizzas, paninis, salads, and several appetizers. We have award-winning wines that have won medals internationally, nationally, and locally. In the summer and springtime, we have a beautiful outdoor patio that also we have live entertainment. We also have entertainment sporadically through the entire year inside during our cool fall and winter months. Additionally, outside in the uh, summer, we have a beautiful tent that can house several guests for a private function. We hope to see you soon, and if you want any more information on Lorello Vineyards, you can go to our website at www.lorellovineyards.com. We hope to see you soon. Okay, and with some not-so-fun news, um, Dustin, uh, the, uh, the Cleveland Browns are um, mourning the loss of former quarterback Frank Ryan. Um, I mean, he lived quite a life. Uh, I highly <laughs> encourage all of you to uh, take a look at his work, even off the field. He was an incredibly, incredibly smart guy. Um, and the work that he's yeah. done um, you know, off the field, uh, he passed away at 87 years old. So our thoughts and prayers got to his family. Uh, but what a life by Frank Ryan. And on that same note, uh, we want to extend our, our sincerest condolences uh, down in the Beaver Creek area. Our good friend of the program, Uncle Vinny, um, passed away. Here's a photo of him with, with Dustin. Dustin, I'll turn it over to you for a moment. I know that uh, uh, he was a big, big friend of the show and, um, you know, you're, you're tight with him. Yeah, he was a big, big fan of both of us. Uh, he, uh, if you met Vinny, everybody loved him, right? Like he walked in a room with a big smile on his face. Uh, everybody loved talking to Vinny and we had a lot of fun with the golf tournaments down there. Um, full disclosure, those things didn't run right without Vinny. That's because he was always behind the scenes, making sure things were taken care of. And just our hearts with all those folks down there, um, Todd and all the Xenia Browns backers. Uh, down there and all those folks I know they're healing and everybody that met Vinny um, he'll be remembered for a long time uh, not only for being a Browns fan but just being a good human being so our hearts and thoughts go out to them and I know that uh, they'll be healing and uh, he's probably watching up in heaven watching the Browns go to the playoffs so that'll be a nice thing for him to see so yeah um our thoughts and prayers go out to his family and and uh, all of his friends down there in that area um but to kind of turn it over back to the Browns, Dustin, we talked about resting some of these starters. Now it's not announced. Every starter is, is um, going to be sitting. We don't know what it looks right. like, but we do know that Joe Flacco is not playing. It is going to be uh, Jeff Driscoll. Um, you know, and what I'm, what I'm not really looking forward to is, you know, the graphic where they show all of the 5,000 <laughs> starting quarterbacks for the Cleveland Browns, but also giving credit to Kevin Stefanski um, to possibly go out there and be, the first head coach in like the history of the league essentially to potentially win uh, with five starting quarterbacks. That's called coach of the year. That's, that's called coach of the year. Yeah. That's called <laughs> coach of the year. Um, that, I mean, that's remarkable. That is absolutely yeah. and utterly remarkable to be able to go out and do that. Um, and, and I don't know that he's, he's getting enough credit also ultimately. And I know a lot of people um, we've been critical of Kevin on this podcast, and I think it's been about shifting expectations on who he is. We all expected Kevin, when he was hired, to come into the Cleveland Browns, Dustin, and be an offensive genius. That's what we all expected him to be. Kyle Shanahan, right. um, you know, we expected him to be the next Sean McVay, and he has some of that, right? And I, I think us saying that he doesn't would be absolutely remiss, but that's not ultimately who he is. What he has proven to be elite at 
Uh, he's been pretty average, above average in play calling. I think some yeah, of us know that. Sure. Uh, yeah. But what he has been elite at is being a CEO, elite, elite, a, a leader. leader of men, overcoming yeah. adversity. And if you were to say, all right, Ali, all things considered, you can have a, an offensive guru uh, that can scheme guys open. He can be a ton of fun on the field, but you might have some issues in the locker room. Or you can have a really, really good football team and a leader that's going to go out there and get these fire, these guys fired up, bought in, ready to go and ready to overcome any adversity. I'm going to take that guy. I'm going to take that guy to lead my football team at the end of the day. Well, I mean, I think there's some of that that nobody knew how Campbell was going to be a coach for the Lions, right? But exactly, he's one of the, yeah. He's, he's one of those guys that has mm-hmm. everybody bought in, right? Um, and believing, um, and we can get into that later about that blown call at the end of the game, but uh, that was, I, I, I felt for Lions fans and we had a lot of people rooting for the Lions when we were watching that game, but it, but it sometimes leaders of men aren't geniuses, right? They just have to, and I'm not saying that Stefanski is not a genius. I'm just saying, like you said, Ali, they have to have somebody, I mean, leaders aren't, Leaders are hard to find, I guess, is a good point, right? Not everybody can be president of the United States. Not everybody can be CEO of a company. Those are rare breeds, right? And that's why you pick those people to lead men, women, and whoever they may be, because those are the type of people that you put in those positions to do what? Change things or make them better or change culture. And in that situation, Mm -hmm. that's what Stefanski was brought in for. And the reason he was given such a long contract was he was coming in to change the culture that had been losing for so long in this organization. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you need a guy like that to come in and do that. So, uh, Period, point blank. Um, all right, we are going to go ahead and bring on our next guest here in just a moment. Uh, and it is this interview is going to be brought to you by our good friends over at Circle K. Here's a quick word from them. Browns fans, get ready for a sizzling sensation that's about to heat up your taste buds. Circle K is bringing you a hot deal this football season. Introducing Circle K's Hot Chicken Wings. And the best part, the price is as hot as the wings themselves. Pick up six wings for just $5.99 at your local Circle K today. So what are you waiting for? Gather your friends, your family, and anyone else who craves the ultimate wing experience. Circle K, where every deal is hotter than ever before. Here we go, brownies. Only at Circle K. All right. And before we bring on our next guest, uh, I just want to ask you guys, does this does this video look familiar? That is David Njoku. Uh, if that looks familiar, let's go ahead and bring on the man, the myth, the legend. We've got Aiden, who starred, who was the star of the show in that video. Aiden, how you doing? Good. Thanks for taking the time for us. How exciting was that night? Not only just the playoff atmosphere, the energy, but being that up close and personal with David Njoku. What was it like for you? It was so good. It was so amazing. It was awesome. So he's the best. Go ahead, Dustin. Yeah. So, so as I say, uh, Aiden, we've known you for a couple of years before you became famous. Uh, but how <laughs> crazy was that for him to be so calm, cool, collective, walking over? just signing your autograph and then literally grabbing you and, you know, getting you all excited and doing that. Like, what was that moment like? Um, And, you know, obviously to be able to take that in, I know you've made it on the circuits around some of the TV stations there in Cleveland. You've been interviewed by some other folks. Um, Just tell us what that has been like. Um, I joked with our good friend, Todd, 
uh, blocker down there that he's like your agent now. You know, Uncle Todd, you know, down there with the Xenia Browns backers, he's like your agent trying to negotiate things for you. What is just tell us like what that's been like ever since that happened. And like, what are your friends saying? You know, like all your friends that saw it, like, just tell us what, what, what's been your funnest experience uh, ever since that's happened? Because I know it was a whirlwind and you didn't expect that to happen. And then the video goes viral. You get over a million views. And the next thing you know, everybody knows who Aiden is from, you know, from Dayton, Ohio. So just kind of walk us through that, what that's been like, Aiden. Well, it's been very awesome, very cool. And... I don't really know. It's just been <laughs> like I it's have. It's just no been worries. crazy. Yeah. Very you know crazy. what? That's so exciting. I'm just so excited for you because you know we've been able to meet you a couple times. It's always fun to be able to talk to you, and we know that you're just such a Browns fan. So it was so well deserved for you to be kind of the guy to be, you know, in the video and to meet uh, the chief. Uh, but what's it been like, Aiden, to be able to go on all of these interviews, podcasts like you are tonight, um, being on TV? What's that been like? Has it been nervous for you? Have you been excited? Is just the adrenaline taken over? What's going through your head? It's been very good. It's been cool and crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I hear you. And I'm just so excited for you. Um, so what's next? I mean, are, are you going to David Njoku's house for Thanksgiving? I mean, you guys got to be pretty tight by now, right? I mean, you know what? You know what I think is next is David Njoku is going to be asking for your autograph, Aiden. I think oh, you're, yeah, you're the guy. I think you're the guy. Mm-hmm. So let's turn it over. Um, let's talk about the Browns and the playoffs. Um, you know, it was super exciting to be able to see the playoff, uh, clinch, clinching the playoffs there in person. But what are you expecting out of this team? Do you think that they're going to go into this pretty resilient? Um, do you think that they're going to be able to put up a good fight? Because as we know, there's been a lot of injuries. What do you think about this Browns team? I think we could definitely be a contender for the Super Bowl. Yeah. And that, I think we can make it pretty deep in the playoffs. I agree. So, so with that said, Aiden, what uh, particular, you know, with the players and stuff like that, obviously Najoku is a, you're a big fan of Najoku, but what do you, uh, other than Najoku, what are you most excited to watch uh, player wise when the playoffs happen? You know, we, we, it may be Jacksonville, it may be against Indy, but what are you most excited to watch? Um, in that playoff, because as you know, a lot of us haven't got to watch the playoffs, you know, a couple times over the last few years. And before that, it's been a long, long time before you were born. So, you know, what is so what is it like? You know, what are you excited to see in the playoffs? And what what do you most, you know, what will get you excited to watch in that game? Probably Joe Flacco doing his thing. <laughs> Joe Flacco yeah. doing this thing. He look, Aiden, he's playing great. It's a ton of fun to watch him. What was it like to be able to see him in person? It was very cool. Very yeah. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. So well, great. Aiden, you know what? That's what I've heard. He's he's bigger than what we think, Dustin. You know, he's he's taller. He's more athletic than I think what a lot of people realize. Um, Aiden, my next question is, you go into Cincinnati. Yep. You're going to be there. Yep, I am. All right. Cool. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm so excited for you. Go ahead, Dustin. As I say, it looks like Brian's going to take the bone down there. You know, you know. Um, Uncle Brian, you know, you've stayed up at his house up there and stuff like that. Looks like the bone's going to be down there. So obviously 
you know, you're going to go around maybe getting some autographs, right? When you're down in Cincinnati, getting, you know, like people will be looking, there's Aiden to get some autographs, <laughs> get some autographs. Or um, they might be looking to Aiden to get his autograph. Yeah. That, 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 no, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's they're, it. They're gonna be, yeah. They're going to be coming up to Aiden like, hey. Um, so here's a question, Aiden, like, and I know this between you and your brother, you're kind of the more quiet one. And it's funny mm-hmm. that you got some of this attention and, you know, everybody. <laughs> so my question to you is, other than us that obviously know you and the news people, has any strangers or anybody recognized you yet? Has anybody come up and said, oh, you're that yeah. kid that was, uh, has that happened to you? Yeah, a couple of times. <laughs> that is awesome. So that cool. is super cool. All right. So, uh, Aiden, so uh, tell us real quick. My question to you is, Give us a, you know, we the Browns aren't favored in this game against Cincinnati. Give us a score prediction. What do you think is going to happen in this game um, against Cincinnati with Driscoll at quarterback? Give us, give us a score prediction. What do you think? I think it's going to be tight, probably twenty-one to fourteen. And that's yeah. Browns, right? You think Browns are going to win? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. 2114. There you have it. Uh, Aiden, before we get you out of here, uh, Brian says, tell him about the rally house today. Well, what, what went on? Tell us. Uh, so he was there and there was a guy there and he told him about that. It, that it was me from the video and the guy w- thought it was awesome. He thought it was very cool. <laughs> Cause it is. I think. It's it's thing. I, oh, I so, bet. So here's a quick celebrity. question. Aiden, do you have any more interviews lined up or are you doing any more, uh, any more yeah. things with what, anything else lined up that you can give us a, give us a shout out to the Browns, let you know, or give a shout out to the fans that you're going to be doing anything that we should know about? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be on channel 19. Oh, Sweet. channel 19 news. Amazing. Hey. hey, I love that. That's cool. Those folks are really good over there. They've did, yeah. they did a story on us uh, a couple months ago, but they're great people. Channel 19 news. Shout out to those guys. They're really cool. So that's, hey, look, another interview coming up, right? So you're you're just going to line them up. So I, we're proud of you. We know how, yeah, we how long you've been a fan. Um, one quick question I have, is this the first time, uh, I know you go to training camp, but who else have you met? I know, so yeah, tell you, so some of our listeners don't know you. I know you met Najoku. You go to training camp. Just, uh, you know, give us a little bit of a list of other players you've met. I've met, uh, let's think. I met Jacoby Brissett. I've met, I think it was Marquise Goodwin. Okay. Sweet. Yep. I've met Miles Garrett. Oh, that's a good one. And Nick Chubb. Well, oh, that's a pretty good no. list. Right then and there. Okay, okay. Done. I'm just gonna, hey, uh, you, know, you win. Allie, you win. Allie, I'm going to leave. I think Aiden can take over the show. Yeah, he's he's the new host of the Here We Go Brian's podcast. This is It's all about Aiden. This is the Here We Go uh, Aiden podcast. That's amazing. Aiden, thank you so much for taking the time. We're, we're so excited for you. And uh, why don't you go ahead and bring us a win down in uh, Cincinnati? You're, you're the good luck charm. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Aiden. Go Browns. Go Browns. Go Browns. Go Browns. Go Browns. That is Aiden. What what a kid! I, I'm so excited for him. He's he he deserves it so much. That's awesome. Yeah, and what's funny is like he's the quiet one of the two brothers, and so that's how it like, always works, <laughs> right? The one you don't. It's like Allie doesn't want attention in public, and the next thing you know, she's uh, 
spouting off some uh, Shania Twain song to somebody. Oh, that's <laughs> the way it always goes. That's the way it <laughs> always goes. Um, always real quick, we want to. It's always it's always the quiet ones. Um, guys, we want to tell you about our friends over at Cleveland Whiskey. Uh, make sure you head on over there. I mean, if you've had a stressful day or you're looking to celebrate a Cleveland Browns win, a kickback with some Cleveland Whiskey. They put their heart and soul into their product. Uh, you can head on over to uh, your local Northeast Ohio liquor store. You can head on over to clevelandwhiskey.com to shop today. Uh, real quick, we also want to give a shout out to our friends over at Cleveland Furniture Company. Guys, if you're in the market, whether it's a new kitchen table, uh, you need maybe a new bed, a new recliner, head on over to Cleveland Furniture Company. They've got several locations there in Northeast Ohio, and they will save you money. They buy in bulk direct from the factories, and they are a true family-owned and operated business. Uh, and this next segment is brought to you from the couch. From the couch is brought to you by the Cleveland Furniture Company. All right. A couple things I want to throw out at you, Dustin, as we look ahead to the playoffs. Um, we already know that the Cleveland Browns are going to be facing an AFC South team um, and out of three potential teams. Uh, which one do you prefer? Ooh. Uh, you know, I don't know. That's a great question because um, Trevor's played us before, mm -hmm. uh, but he didn't, but he didn't face well, Joe Flacco. We faced I mean, all of these teams right. already. But, and what's interesting, I think the different dynamic is, at least for the defense, is not so much the offense. Uh, Joe Flacco is a different wrinkle for either one of these teams. So if I had to choose, um, from a fan perspective, I would choose Indy. And the only reason I say Indy is because I know how rabid our fans are and mm -hmm. how uh, they will try to hell or high water to get to that football game because Indy is not very far from Cleveland. Yeah. You know, logistically, I mean, a lot of fans can drive there and not fly. So if you want to create a little bit of a not so much home field advantage for an away team, maybe Indy. But uh, also, I think Indy's a little frisky the way they've been playing, too. So I think they're mm -hmm. hotter than Jacksonville right now. So I don't know. I would say Indy just for the logistics, um, for the fans to be able to go and change the environment, because we're clearly going to be road warriors unless something happens after uh, facing possibly Baltimore. Mm -hmm. um, but I'd say Indy. I mean, if I had to guess yeah. which one. Um, and the reason I say that is because Trevor Lawrence is Trevor Lawrence. And we've seen what he can do in the playoffs, right? Like uh, he went toe-to-toe mm -hmm. -to -toe with uh, Patrick Mahomes last year, right? Uh, he may have an extra gear in the playoffs. So I'm going to go Indy. I feel that's going to be my answer, I would say. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Out of the three that we could potentially face, I think Indy is the most favorable in terms of a matchup against the Cleveland Browns. Um, I, I look, I think that the what Shane Steichen's got going on over there in Indianapolis is very promising for them. Um, but I think personnel-wise, they are the least of a threat to the Browns, uh, sure. especially on their on their offense. Um, Jacksonville scares me. Hang on. Let me shut the door. Sorry, we got a cat on the loose. Uh, Jacksonville does scare me a little bit um, just because, you know, they will be seeking revenge uh, a little bit because, you know, we got we got the best of them in that situation. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Houston scares the living daylights out of me. If CJ's right. hot, man, right, scares the scares the crap out of me. I think he's, you know, right. when, before he got hurt, he, he was in the running for MVP of the league as a rookie. So. Right. Uh, I right. don't want to see him if I don't have to, but of course, when yep. you look at Houston, Houston's depth, it's it's not all too favorable. But um, I think if I had to pick, it, I would certainly be in favor of Indianapolis. Brian um, brings up Brian brings up a good point. Our defense can contain Minshew. Minshew, we have tape on him. Good point. Yep. Um, 
I mean, so there is that. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cat did have a good pick. I don't know where he's at. Actually, if he's in this room with me, um, look, I just saw, <laughs> I just saw, when, if you saw Welcome me like to, get a little. <laughs> Welcome to 2024. I don't even want to tell you what I was dealing with with my dog and we got oh. cats. Hey, you know what? It's a new year. Let's go. It's a new year and it's always a live show. So you can hear Birdie squeaking her toy out in the living room. Um, you can hear the cat doing his thing. It's funny. I was going through like our matchup against what team we may potentially be seeing and i hear that so david peeks his head in here like looking for the cat thinking he's here in the office and he's not so um i don't know where he's at so we, we quick story we uh recently we just we just got back yesterday we've been traveling uh we were in boone north carolina uh for work over new year's um so we went from ohio to boone with two dogs and a cat and all of our Christmas presents. So it was absolute mayhem. So we got the cat a little bit of, uh, you know, some anxiety medicine for the car ride. You know. <laughs> but he, we get him out of his crate yesterday and we just given him the medicine. He was higher than a kite. He was walking and he looked like a drunk guy. And I said to David, I said, is he okay? Do we need to take him to a vet? Turns out he was just high from his medicine. So he's finally coming back to life. So that's why he's meowing like like crazy he's want, so he, well wanting attention right yeah yeah there there he is so this is a live show you you get it all um dustin why don't you tell our listeners quickly about barley house hey guys if you haven't been to barley house get down there it's a great atmosphere uh even if it's not a browns game hey we got to experience it live on third or thursday for that game with uh joe thomas being down there but guys go down there they have great food great fun Great entertainment if you want to go out with some friends or girlfriends on Saturday night, Friday night, or just go down there and have a meal or lunch. It's a great atmosphere. Uh, they threw a great New Year's Eve party. Uh, it's just a lot of fun. And it's right down there on West 6 where everything's kind of happening in Cleveland, just right around the corner from the new Sherwin-Williams building. Uh, real quick, I did want to mention, if you guys are thinking about coming on the cruise with Allie and I, really important that you use the code HWGB, those four letters, and when you put in guest details, because you're going to be entered for hundreds of dollars in prizes that we're going to give away um, for um, on the ship, and we're going to pick some random people to fans, random fans to come on with the alumni, which will be super cool, and do the, a live show with us with the fans, yep. with the alumni. That'll be a lot of fun for an uh, for a fan that wants to. Uh, ask questions of the alumni and us as we do a live show. So if you're thinking about booking that March 11th, who doesn't want to get out of the cold Cleveland weather in March and head down to the Bahamas and Jamaica, March 11th, use the code HWGB as we partake out of Miami. There you go. I just went ahead and put that in the comments. Uh, we will be down there in March. So be sure to, to book it now um, and come see us because as Dustin mentioned, we will be uh, selecting a few lucky winners to come on the pod with some Browns legends uh, and, you know, have a, have a pina colada kickback and speaking chat with that, Eric Metcalf. Yeah. Speaking of, speaking of that, I got to spend some time with Eric Metcalf this weekend. Oh, uh, in speak of the devil. Yeah. Speak of the devil. Like, it's funny. It's like, what? Like, I, I, by the way, I didn't even cue her up for that. That was hilarious. Um, but uh, uh, condolences to him and his Texas Longhorns. They lost um, to the team up north that we will not mention. Um, but uh, he was rooting for that. So, you know, what, I, Allie, let's just throw a little college football in here. Are you rooting for Washington? In, in of, course rooting football? For of course okay, I'm rooting for Washington. Of course I'm rooting for Washington. Okay. Yeah. I, just, I, thought, I thought so. I, I just wanted to make sure because it is a college mm -hmm. football playoff. Um, yeah. And here's the thing. Everybody knows I'm a big Boise State fan. 
and everybody's like, oh, yeah, you got blown out uh, by Washington. Yeah, they're in the national championship game, okay? So guess what? Yeah, we lost to maybe the the eventual champion of college football. Uh, yeah. All right, that that's going to work. But, uh, um, yeah, so, Allie, I mean, here we are. Uh, so let's – I do want to talk about this, and I think you're in favor of this. I mean, who would have thought the Browns, luckily and, – and, and I think we've had some luck – and just some divine intervention happening with this football team, that the fact that the Browns had an early Thursday night game, the earliest game you can have on the schedule, lock in a playoff spot, and then rest your players for 17 days? Like, that's just, like, how did we get that much luck? I mean, because my thought is, to your point, we could have been sitting here having to start these guys in, in Cincy and then yeah. worry about those injuries. But it's literally like we have a, a – it's almost like we have a one seed. And what I mean by that is we played so early. We have this huge, I mean, the, the Ravens have 21 days before they have to play from when they, yep. their last game, we have 17. We practically basically have the same amount of time off. And the, re the reason I say that is because I don't think they're going to want Joe or uh, Lamar having too many days off. Right. Cause there is a, there is rust that can happen from not, playing so i mean it's just weird to me that we got that kind of luck i don't know what do you think what's your perspective so, on that because look i i i it's two-sided one in the sense that it's great right we we get to rest we get to kind of use that as a bye week uh it's great for those players that are kind of just on the the cusp of um, injury recovery elijah moore being one of them it'll give him time to come out of protocol be fully healthy yeah there's plenty where it it certainly benefits but on the same note um that is a lot of time. And David kind of mentioned this and we, we were talking about this kind of at length actually on our drive home um, earlier, you know, we were saying, you know, that's a lot of time and reps are valuable. So I would not be surprised to see certain players play in Cincinnati um, just to get those reps because a lot of it comes down to timing and you have to understand too, Joe Flacco is new to this team. And although he's been playing great football, you know, reps, timing, in-game reps are, invaluable you have to have yeah, them so in the sake of that it is beneficial for a lot of these players to play um especially offensively especially to have timing yeah. down with joe flacco and cadences things like that you know what i don't want to see is miles garrett out there on on sunday i you know i <laughs> we, you know his job is get quarterback so you know i'm okay with not seeing him of course because it would be detrimental and, and devastating completely de devastating I don't want to, to lose him. Any, yeah, anybody yeah. else, um, you know, I mean, I, I hate to say that I do not care about the outcome of this game because as a Browns fan, you want to see them win. But ultimately, we are rooting for health in this game at the end of the day. Um, yeah, but I, I do think that reps are incredibly valuable and they're hard to come by. You cannot get live game reps anywhere else than a live football game. So to have that is is really, really important. So I think yeah. that... Uh, I do think that it's going to be interesting to see how Kevin Stefanski, this front office, decides to break up the roster. Because keeping in mind, if you are going to rest guys um, that are on the active roster, you only have so many roster spots to, to bring up from the practice squad. So who is going to be inactive versus, um, you know, who's going to be elevated from the practice squad? There, there's a lot that goes into it. It's not just like, hey, you're you're out today. You know, there are a lot of chess pieces here, chess moves. So it, it's going to be interesting to see how this game plays out, but um, I'm kind of kind of split down the middle of, I want to see some guys play. I want to see some guys sit, 
Um, I'd like to see them kind of treat it as a, you know, late preseason game and play a couple series. I'm good. <laughs> just, just get some practice out, yeah. you yeah. know, get, get some well, movement, here's, uh, go recover. And, yeah. And here's the thing where I, I mean, and I know because of the whole, and maybe you, we didn't get into this is DTR done for the season. Mm-hmm. Is he done? Yeah. He's on the IR. Yeah. Okay. So they, they can't bring him back up. I mean, is that even a possibility? Uh, not during the regular season at all. No. But the playoffs, uh, with hip injury, they could, they could uh, it would. Uh, I don't look. I don't know the extent of his injury. Um, so right. really, I don't know if it's season ending or if he's just completely out. Um, but there is absolutely no possibility that he is up during the regular season. So okay. we'd have to revisit that. But uh, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, because the reason I say that because they, they they didn't rule him out for the season, from what I can tell, that the organization yeah. did he's just, not. But he is on IR. Yeah. So that's at least you know that's what four weeks probably is, yeah. is kind of how that works. Correct. So my so I know what Stefanski's thinking in the fact that I've got to set my starting quarterback Joe Flacco because God forbid yeah. something happens to him, the, the shelf is bare. <laughs> you know what I mean behind behind Joe Flacco. So I think yeah, Driscoll smart... and PJ Walker. So right. That's so, not favorable. Yeah. So what I'm saying is you really have to do that, right? Like I think it's just a smart organizational thing to do, even if. You know, Stefanski didn't have the final word on that. I think most people would be like, yeah, you have to set that guy because mm-hmm. you need him healthy for the playoffs and you don't want to risk him being hurt. Um, and, I, you know, it's funny. I bring this up because, I mean, we all watched that slaughter that the Ravens did to the, the Miami Dolphins. And mm-hmm. there was like 12, 10 minutes left in that game. I'm like, why the hell is Lamar Jackson still out here? Because this team's going to get chippy and you're risking – Lamar getting hurt. Not that I would mm-hmm. ever want that to happen, but I'm like, that was like the first thing that went through my mind. It's like, mm-hmm. why is Lamar still in this football game? Right. You you're are exposing by, yourself to a lot of risk here. Yeah. You're up 40 some points. Like, what are you doing? Right. Like that's just not smart. And, right. and, and I think that's kind of what Stefanski's looking at specifically with Joe Flacco. Like I'm not even going to take the risk. Um, you know, that's why we have, um, practice during the week, right? For your rhythms and keeping time in with these guys. I don't have to have them in a live game, right? Mm-hmm. So, but again, you're right. You got to get those reps and keep making sure that you have those reps with the first teamers and stuff because that is important. Yeah. Look, I, what I'm saying is don't be surprised if you do see some starters out there for sure. Half. You know, I, I don't think for a couple I, series. Yeah. A couple sure. series. I, I mean, again, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see a Denzel Ward out there, even though he has battled injury. Um, because he's battled injury, he also lost out on a lot of game reps. So I maybe right. wouldn't be surprised to see that. Um, now, again, I don't really want to see Miles out there. I would be fine not seeing him. I think he's really the exception, him and Flacco. And you know who well, else I would add to that list is even David Njoku. We're good. Yeah. Just ride the wave. We'll see you we'll we'll, in the playoffs. We, and we have enough backup tight ends that, you know, they can get plenty of experience. Right, yeah. Because guess what? Those might be one of those guys that makes a exciting, fun play that you don't see in the you know they're they're not expecting that in the playoffs where you throw yeah. to a guy that they're not expecting. So get them the exposure, and it, it is interesting because those guys need to rest. And, and to your point about Miles Garrett, remember he got he got hurt pretty bad uh, a few weeks back, and I think his body's not full. I mean he's he doesn't talk about stuff, mm-hmm. but I guarantee his body's not fully healed. Well, for him to not be out not, there at all, not would be just great. that, not just that, but uh, I don't know if you saw, he also um, shared that 
recently lost his uncle unexpectedly. Um, right. So he is also going through that. Um, and, and you could tell, you know, he's, he's not necessarily himself right now um, and being able to spend time uh, or maybe a little bit more dedicated time with um, family, yeah. friends. Yeah. And, you know, it, we, we certainly wish him the best uh, in that regard because that's tough to deal with. Um, guys, if you don't have stadium mustard in your kitchen this season, you're doing it wrong. The iconic brand, the iconic taste, it is beloved from ballparks to backyards and everywhere in between. Stadium mustard is a smooth brown mustard rich in both taste and tradition, and it's loved by millions. So be sure to head on over to stadiummustard.com to shop now. All right, Dustin, let's go rapid fire here. We've got to pick some games. Uh, this can be really difficult to do because a lot of people are sitting uh, a ton of starters. So we're just going to go ahead and give it our best guess. Uh, I did get you last week, so I am up um, now four four games on you. Um, I'm up four on you. So you gotta you got to make up some ground. So this is uh, a little bit of a shot in the dark just because... So, yeah, we don't know who's playing in half of these games, but let's go ahead and get into it. Week 18, uh, Steelers at Ravens. Steelers. Um, yeah, Steelers. Uh, Texans, Colts. It's Rapid at Colts, fire, Dustin. Right? Come on, come Tex on. Texans, Colts. Uh, Texans because C.J. Stroud's back. Yeah, I'm going to go Texans. Yeah, Texans. Jags at Titans. Uh, Jags. Um, Ooh, yeah, I, I, like I agree. I agree. Yeah, Give yeah, me the Jags. To... Um, Vikings at Lions. Can the Vikings clinch anything by moving up or down with this win? Can they? It is an NFC uh it is. Um, I actually, off the top of my head, I don't know that. Um, okay. So, I, it's at I, I it's mean, at Detroit. It's at Detroit. It's in Detroit. Yeah. Give me the Lions. Yeah, I agree. Lions are playing most of their starters. Um, those that are not injured, of course. Uh, Falcons at Saints. Saints. Um. Yeah. I agree. Sorry to agree with you on all of these, but I agree. <laughs> Jets at Patriots. Riveting, riveting podcasting, I'm sure. Jets at Patriots. Uh, Jets at Patriots. Ugh, um, I think this I think this is Bill Belichick's last game as a ooh, there it is. There's some hot takes. This is Bill Belichick's last game as a, a New England Spicy. Patriot. I'm gonna go uh, Patriots because they're at home and Bill Belichick wants to go out with a win. All right. Uh give me the Jets here. Um what else we have? Bucks at Panthers. Give me the Bucks. Same. Browns at Bengals. Browns? I'm going to go Browns here. I'm going to go the Browns here too. Uh, Bears at Packers. Bears. Give me the Packers, I think. Yeah, I'll take the Packers. And who else do we have here? Cowboys at Commanders. Uh, Cowboys. Yeah, I agree. Broncos, Raiders. Raiders. Yeah, same. Eagles, Giants. Eagles. Yep, same. Seahawks, Cardinals. Seahawks. Uh, yes, I agree with that. Rams, Niners. This one's interesting. Uh, the Rams are not playing Matthew Stafford. Because they've already clinched the playoff spot. Is that correct? So they have. Yeah. However, this game does matter. 
Um, it, it depends on seeding. So if they win, I think they're what the, the sixth seed, if they lose, they're the seven or something like that. But um, this does matter yeah. for the Rams. Um, and they're playing who again? Sorry. They're playing the Niners in San Francisco. And, and the Niners are probably going to sit a bunch of people. Yeah, uh, I would, I would think. Um, I'm going to go with the Rams. Okay. I'm going to go Rams here just because this game does matter for them. All right. So I got 49ers. Okay. Got it. All right. right, Chiefs chargers. (laughs) Chiefs are a grease fire right now, but, and uh, and by the way, they're not playing Patrick Mahomes. So you're going to see Blaine Gabbert against Easton stick. (laughs) Riveting Sunday. Yeah. Beautiful, Uh, beautiful games at 425 on my birthday. Can I just ask this? Oh, that's true. Uh, your birthday is coming. Happy uh, early birthday. birthday. Um, on Sunday. Question. Does the CD not change for the for the Chiefs either? Are they stuck in the three seed? Is that why they're doing this? I think this? they're stuck, yeah. I okay. believe that, that is the case. All right. I'm going to go Chiefs. I'm going to go Chiefs. Yeah, just yeah I'm still going to go the Chiefs. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm still going Chiefs here. Last but not least, Bills at Dolphins. Okay, this is this is the one everybody. This is the one, yeah. This is a game. Um, here's the thing. I don't know what the hell's happened to the Miami Dolphins, but the Bills. This this game, this game, by the way, is for the division. Correct. That's why. Uh, I'm gonna go. I don't know why, but Josh Allen every once in a while does something crazy and plays really good. I'm going the Bills <laughs> on this one. I'm going All the right. Bills. All right, I'm going to go with the Dolphins here. I'm going to go Dolphins. we got a couple. You can make up some ground here. I do, so, yeah. We've got a couple here. All right, guys, we, uh, we've we gone over. Um, Dustin, any closing thoughts as we wrap up on a beautiful, beautiful Wednesday evening? And thank you, Jim. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, you know, just uh, whatever resolutions you've made, we're in 2024. My resolution is to be healthy uh, and live some prosperous times. And uh, for our Browns to stay healthy and hopefully they get some guys healed up for 2024 going into the playoffs. And so I just, I, my message to everybody is enjoy, uh, enjoy your time with your family, enjoy the Browns and, 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 and take this in because you don't know how many, how often we get this. And now you and I have done yeah. this podcast several years now, and you don't know when you're going to get a playoff team or you're going to get a seven and nine team or, you know, or, or a team that's not going to make the or seven to 10. So enjoy this relish in it. Be like Aiden, take it all in. Enjoy the, enjoy the football. Enjoy that. Cause you know what? You may not get it again. You, you just yeah. don't know. Things are not promised. So enjoy, enjoy this what football you have. and enjoy it. So that's my message yeah. to everybody. I, I agree. I was just going to say, you know, at the end of the day, I know we're all, we can't wait for this Browns postseason run. Uh, I think it's going to be exciting. It's historical. We're never going to see anything like this. Um, so enjoy what you have and, you know, they very well could go on and, and win the damn thing. Uh, the cat agrees they could go win the whole damn thing. Um, or it could be one and done. And I think nonetheless, what they've overcome and where we are at currently, uh, is remarkable yeah. in and of itself. So, so appreciate yeah. what you have. Um, thanks everybody for tuning in. We appreciate you. So stay safe, stay healthy. And as always Browns fans, go Browns. Go Browns.